This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today I sat down and talked to Matt Ryuta. Matt is the music education teacher at Calumet Elementary. He studied music education at Michigan State. He was in their pep band for a while, got to a few four, final four type appearances. Uh, Matt is passionate about music and you can tell by the way he speaks about it that he really enjoys it. Uh, this is one that I enjoyed, I hope you do as well. And hey, we even got ourselves a sponsor. Little intro there, you'll hear from them in the middle of the podcast. Little milestone for the podcast itself. Let's roll. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Matt, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Here to talk about music really is the big picture, uh, but you've had a life that has been heavily influenced by music, right? Where did that start? We'll get into the path and where it's taken you, but where did music start for you? Uh, I suppose it started when I was forced into piano lessons when I was in the second grade. And I, I didn't even really like piano, I guess. Um, but I, I, and I, I did it for a couple of years and took a break and then started in middle school and early high school and stopped. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't progressing at it. And, uh, yeah, but it, it really, from there, I, I got really interested in, in middle school band. And, um, I think that's the, the saxophone and that, that really kind of led me to loving, loving music and loving, loving band and loving that culture of the community between, uh, different music ensembles. And yeah, I guess so mostly yeah my the school music scene is is what i really thrived in growing up okay did you expect that or know that going into it or did you go into band just because it was something to do or or something that you thought you you should do um i i always wanted to do it i think i i uh you know we we didn't do many sports or anything growing up um and i just felt like i just i think it was just the thing that i felt like I, I could do. And, uh, and my sister did it. So Katie was a year ahead of me and she was in band. So I, I just usually always followed in her footsteps too, even in figure skating when we were sure. <laughs> growing up. But, um, but, uh, yeah, she did it. So I, I did it. And no, I, I didn't, I didn't expect to do a career in music for sure, but, um, yeah. Okay. Was it right away that you loved it or was it a slow and steady appreciation growth? I, I think it, it was kind of slow and steady. Maybe, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, beginning, starting an instrument isn't, you don't sound very good and it, it takes a lot of practice that 
you know, you don't always want to do, but, um, yeah, I, I think it was more just the, the community aspect that, that got me through middle school and, and then high school. I, I remember playing like the first time playing in the high school band, like with all four different grades at the same time, I was just, I, I couldn't even play cause I was just smiling and just looking around. It was, hmm. it was, so I, I remember moments like that where like the music really just kind of hits you, but, um, yeah, I, sorry, I don't really remember the original question. The, the, the growth and the trajectory of yeah. the interest basically. So yeah, it's just, um, once, once I got to high school and it, it just, just working with a different, uh, level of music, I think was, was a lot more fun for me, but. Okay. And, and I'm going to paint a, a big picture look of where that's brought you to. And then I still want to go back to the trajectory, but big picture, you went on, you played band in high school. You went on to band at Michigan state. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, you're now a music teacher at Calumet. Yeah. So I teacher, teach, right? well, elementary music and, and, um, high school choir when, when we have it right now, it, um, didn't, uh, we don't have the choir right now or okay. it's, it's an after school thing. Sure. Okay. Um, so it's certainly been and is currently a big part of your life. So I just wanted to paint that bigger picture look at it. Uh, but let's go back to the, again, the high school days. You said you found yourself in the the first time playing. You found yourself in listening to that where you couldn't even play just because the music was so powerful or, or what was it that made you where you, you were so fired up on it? I, yeah, I just think it was such a loud sound and, and I, I think we were playing America, which Okay. I mean that I, I'm a sucker for patriotic music too, in general, but, um, yeah, just real powerful experience. And I was just like, and it, it was the same thing. Like when I went to Michigan state, I was in the, um, I, I was in their kind of athletic, like their pep band that did the basketball and hockey games. And, and it was, I had a similar experience there. Cause that was a huge, you know, ensemble too. And, um, but yeah. Okay. So. Um, but just fired up on it and just on that, because it's on that another level, right? Uh, is it like a, a power thing? Like you're, you're in that setting. There's just so much like the power of the music I'm saying from a volume standpoint, or is it like the, uh, actual aesthetics or the quality of the music? I think both. I think, you know, I just never played with that many people before and, um, and yeah, just the, the music itself, like just gets brought out when there's so many people behind it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> did you know after high school that you were going to go to Michigan state for music or, or how did that play out? Um, I, I kind of tossed around the idea in high school. I, I was really thinking between yeah, music and, and for some reason, clinical lab sciences, it just, I have no idea why I was planning on doing that. But I think at that age, you're just kind of taking every look, looking at every Avenue you could take. And, um, but I, um, yeah, when I graduated, well, my senior year, you, you have to do an audition to get into the music programs. And, uh, so I, I signed up to audition and I didn't tell Mr. Veenstra because I was just, I was a little nervous what he would say. Like, I, I didn't want to be talked out of going into music. And, um, so I didn't really tell many people and, uh, I scheduled the audition and I found the audition materials and I learned, um, so, and, and actually I, I prepared kind of a wrong audition. I, uh, they, they, at the time they had, uh, a music education kind of 
route where where it was more classical saxophone and then they had a jazz they had a whole jazz program and and I thought I could get into the music ed program by doing a jazz audition and I prepared a jazz audition and then they they told me uh that I I didn't find out till about 2 weeks before I got down there that you know that the jazz audition was for the jazz program not the music ed program <laughs> so I had to try to prepare a music ed like their classical saxophone and I I auditioned on both and I figured I'd if I got into one of the two programs, I'd, I'd, I would either just study jazz studies and kind of merge into music ed when I had the chance or, um, vice versa. But, uh, yeah, when I got, when I auditioned at Michigan state, I, they basically told me right when I got down there that like, I wasn't, I wasn't cut from the, the cloth, I guess, <laughs> for, for MSU and, um, cause for the, for the saxophone studio, cause every, Every instrument they have a professor, and they, the for the saxophone professor he, there was only one spot open, and I I think at the, there were around ninety people that auditioned on saxophone, and I I remember hearing them warming up in the in the warm up rooms, and I just thought, wow, like <laughs> I I should just I shouldn't even do it, <laughs> and then even when I when I auditioned for him, he was real kind, but he said, you know, you should really look into some smaller schools, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> huh. um, but but I still went to Michigan State for um, my after high school. I was just what I, I I loved the campus there. I I'd been there a lot for science Olympiad, and um, so I just I w- I was a non major like a not a music major. I just took my gen eds that first year down there. Okay, um, and I I auditioned later and got in um, through a different way, but sure. Um, so I didn't realize that you didn't get in right away. No. Oh you, no. You were told, Hey, you're not. You're yeah, not no, you're not. it was, yeah. it was bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. Okay. So how did you get in on a later time? So, then? um, so I, yeah, I took all my gen ed classes and I, the auditions are in February, January and February are when you audition for the coming school year. Um, so I, and then I auditioned for the marching band and I didn't get into the marching band either. And I was like, what the heck? And I, you know, I got, I got bad nerve, you know, I, I get really nervous. So maybe that was part of it, but I think, you know, it all happened for a reason because I was on campus, you know, and, uh, I saw a poster for the men's glee club and, you know, at the sound of it, like men's glee club, that does not sound like something a guy from Calumet would be interested in. Right. And, but then they, they said below on the poster, it said going on a European tour in, in 20, 2018 or whatever year. No, 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 just kidding. 2012 <laughs> <laughs> or 2013, 2012, 13, 2013, 13, it had to have been yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. Cause we were still in high school in 2012, but, um, yeah. So I was like, wow, I've never been to Europe. So I joined this glee club and it was, it was actually <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just a classical men's choir. And they actually, they finally changed the name two years ago to the singing sp- the singing statesman, okay. which sounds a lot better. Like I think I, I, their numbers probably grown from that. But um, so it's just a, a guy choir of like eighty people, hmm. eighty guys, and uh, and I had never I, I I joined choir my senior year in high school, and I more of like just something. I had extra room in my schedule. I was like, fine, I'll I'll try choir hmm. and uh, and. Me and, yeah, me and Anthony Shepard, we were the only two guys that did it. And uh, kind of, you know, just to be funny, right? I, I didn't think I just, singing would be a thing that I'd ever take seriously. But um, 
so yeah, I didn't have a ton of experience, but I, I met some guys in the glee club and they're like, well, I told them my story, you know, and I wanted to be a music major, but you know, I, I'm just not a music major right now. And I, I plan on it. And they said, well, why don't you think about being a vocal major? And I thought, what do you mean? And like, so I didn't realize that you could major on, on voice. Like when you go into music education, you have to have an instrument that you take lessons on and you study that, you know, that instrument. And I didn't realize that you could be like a vocalist. And there was a whole, there were seven vocal professors at MSU that I didn't even, I, I had no idea. So, um, so they, they set me up with, um, one of the, the vocal professors at MSU and he, he got me a graduate student to give me lessons. And, um, that's, then I auditioned on voice. So I was kind of tracked into more of a vocal music education route at that point, but. Okay. Um, so then you went into that program is voice like that's what you were focusing on or that was, or so a, a, how music, does that work? a music ed degree is, is a music ed degree. It doesn't matter what your instrument is okay. and you can kind of choose what classes like some states have like a separate vocal music, instrumental music and orchestral music. And, um, Michigan doesn't have that. It doesn't, I mean, if you got a music ed certification, you're certified to teach any music. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I, I still kept my love for band and I, I took a lot of like, I, I took a lot of instrumental conducting instrumental methods. Um, but then I got a great choral experience by having to be in the choral ensembles and having to study with a really phenomenal voice professor. And, um, so I, I feel like I was really well-rounded, you know, going in and, and through and, I, yeah. But so you did make it into the band then? Uh, for some reason, I so, have it in my head well, that you were in so, the band. Yeah, their their marching season is the first semester, and their their pep band is uh, is their second semester. So I auditioned when I was down there. I think the audition was held in like October for the upcoming spring semester, um, and I I got in, and I actually got third chair for for that one. So I was in like I got to know a lot of marching band people, and uh, we'd go to. We, we got to go to all the basketball games and the hockey games and volleyball. And then the, the women's basketball team was in the national tournament. So they, we got to fly out to Washington DC and watch some, you know, play. And, and, uh, it was, it was really neat being, I only did that for one semester though. Cause once I, the following year I was in that vocal program and there was just not a lot of time for extra stuff like that. But, okay. When you were in the band, it was saxophone. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> how did you go from not being cut from the same cloth to getting third chair? Was it that day? I think it was just, I don't know, just how much sleep I got that night or oh, something. Okay. I, I practiced, I, and probably practicing was the most important thing. I, I do remember practicing a lot for that audition and really, um, yeah. And I think I used one of the audition, the, the piece that I was going to do like a, a college level, you know, audition piece on the saxophone. And that was, little bit better and well and then actually then the following year i did i did audition for, for that same band again the next year and i i didn't get in that time and i played the same thing but i just hmm. I, my, I remember my fingers fumbling a lot so yeah no i did audition again but yeah i didn't i didn't get in so i i don't know how i <laughs> yeah so it's super it must be super competitive it yeah it's pretty competitive i mean that's that's the downfall of you know, a bigger school like that is, you know, they had a really big music program and, uh, like they had a lot of, a lot of talented musicians. And if you weren't, 
if you if you didn't study a lot in high school or take lessons in high school or or were studying music there's not a ton of opportunities for you in that in playing and stuff but sure but is it almost the equivalent of there can be a lot of opportunities in smaller situations but a michigan state music program is like harvard for a lawyer student right or, or no i mean maybe not to that extreme but there's some truth to that analogy yeah maybe i yeah probably not uh not that extreme but like there, there are way more competitive music programs than michigan state but um yeah it uh i think it's just uh, yeah like you said there's smaller opportunities like you can there's a, a campus band that you can play in that meets one night a week and they do a concert every semester but um but like, if you want to do, you know, some of the some of the choirs, I, they did have a couple choirs that you know anyone could be, and you didn't need to audition. But then they had some real serious choirs that, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you definitely you had to be studying music to get in. I don't think they consider you to if if you weren't. Okay, but. okay. Um, what was that experience of the watching all the hockey games, the basketball games, the women's national games? What was that all like? That was that was a blast. I mean, and like, you know, people would wait outside the Breslin Center for hours, waiting to get in to get a good spot in the in the is zone. And you know, I could just show up 15 minutes before the game, and I'd have fourth. I sat in the fourth row lower bowl, so I was right under, basically, real close to right under the net. And you know, you could seeing Denzel Valentine and Adrian Payne and just he, these huge guys, <laughs> and just it was. You know, un unbelievable. That was really neat. It really sparked an interest. Like I, you know, I didn't have a sports background growing up, but I, I really got interested and appreciated that more from seeing that. Okay. Do you still, do you follow Michigan State basketball or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, not not as much the past couple of years because I've been so busy with, you know, other projects. But um, yeah, I, I was pretty f following it pretty well for, for a couple of years after school, but. Okay. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. So thinking about the vocal end of things, you didn't realize that that was something you were going to get into? No. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't even know it was really an option at first. And um, I, I didn't think that I had the kind of music, the, the vocal background going into college. Like, I mean, it, I just, I had a lot of experience with the saxophone and maybe, you know, dabbled in singing a little bit, but never, uh, yeah, never thought that I'd kind of make it like, like that, I guess. Okay. Um, but, and then thinking about the, what, that type of program you said it doesn't necessarily matter what your instrument is whether your vocals or, or whatever you might be you're learning a lot of the same core things what what are a lot of those things that you're learning through that whole education 
Well, so um, when you when you get a degree in music, you or music education, you have to take classes for for basically. Well, you need a certain amount of credits and like instrumental things, even if you're not, you know, a, even if you don't plan on teaching band, but you have you have to take like a, I had to take a clarinet class and a, a flute and saxophone class and a low brass class where I had to learn the tuba for a little bit and um, and a guitar class. Um, and so they, they kind of let you pick and choose. And then there were some classes I wasn't allowed to take because they the vocal professors wouldn't like the vocal professors wouldn't let vocal students take double reads. So I, I could never, they, they said that it was too strenuous on the, some BS, I think, but yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on your, on your voice box or something. Yeah. Like or the, the, yeah. On the vocal muscles, it was too tense or whatever. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're learning a lot of instrumental stuff. Do you learn a lot of like music theory? Oh yeah. As well? Yeah. Tons of that. And we'd, we'd have to take classes like, uh, it was called ear training and sight singing. So we'd, it was just a classroom where we'd hear music. The the guy, the teacher would play like chords on the piano, and then we'd have to transcribe what he was playing, and um, and kind of vice versa. Like, yeah, I, I guess what they say is like in music, you have to be able to hear what you see and and see what you hear, basically. So that was a lot of that kind of stuff uh, between the theory learning how different chords function and how notes function and um, kind of the, the rules of, of music, I guess, and, and kind of learning how to like train your ear to really to know, know what you're hearing, I guess. Okay. Um, when you say hear what you see and see what you hear, are you talking like from an abstract perspective? No, like, like I guess like if you, the, you're yeah, like, if you, if you hear like somebody singing or playing something, you, you should I guess, ideally be able to take a piece of paper and write the music out for what they're doing, I okay. guess. So from like a, a note, like, cause the, yeah, like the, you write the notation, the music notation for what you're hearing, I okay. guess. Okay. So past and future questions in this interview might be super elementary because my music oh, that's okay. is very, very <laughs> limited. So, um, but I'm just curious. Yeah. From, uh, do they, do they teach you? I feel like I've heard one of my friends told me something like this, and this may not make any sense at all, but like part of music theory was like, there's all these notes, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to have two notes, then the next one has to be like three away from that note or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. And in, in chords in general, and like, I talk a lot about that with my elementary students and like building chords and stuff. Like if you want a, a chord, you have to have a note and then it's got to be like I, I talk about, you know, on a music staff, it's like building a snowman almost. The, the notes are stacked on top of each other so that there's a, a note in between them. And then, then you're making a chord that way, I guess, if, if I'm answering. which Maybe. Which. Um, I, I'm just curious of my knowledge of music theory is none, basically. <laughs> so I'm just trying to grasp, like, what is the big arching picture? What are some of the core things that you learn? And is it very functional or is there like like uh, almost abstract theory behind some of it. I mean, there's there's a lot of like abstract theory for sure. And we got it into that a little bit like in our more advanced theory classes, but like in, in intro theory, you learn all of your, you know, key signatures, right? So all of your flats, all of your sharp key signatures, and you um, kind of learn, you memorize those and you, you build that foundation of just being able to identify things and what you're looking at and saying, okay, this is, we're an E minor here, or this, you know, there's, 
seven flats, so it's it's D flat major or whatever. I maybe I need to paper to actually see that for sure. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. if that's right, but um, yeah. And then then you just learn how different scale degrees function and how how melodies should function and you know cer- certain pitches like like the fourth scale degree likes to go to the third scale degree and the seventh scale degree likes to go to the first scale degree and different chords like there's there's one is your tonic that's your main home chord and and then there's a predominant the four chord and a dominant is the five chord and four likes to go to five and then there's a minor six and a minor two which are pretty common but you never see a, a seven chord and you rarely see a minor three chord and you know hmm. stuff like that okay and a lot like a little bit understand what you're saying but on a functional level i don't at all like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i but i do appreciate that breakdown of understanding that if you knew what all this stuff was you understand there's some symmetry or a flow that naturally happens but can you break outside of that? Like for some reason I have this feeling, uh, this idea that for any good music, any music that's pleasing to hear you, you're somewhat without realizing it, you're, you're within these bounds of what the, the functionality of music theory is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you try to break outside of that, it's just, it's hard to listen to or whatever. Yeah. And, and like we had a theory class called, um, 20th century music theory, and it was all about classical music that was made in the 20th century and, and how, and basically how all those rules, like these composers broke those rules and hmm. here's what it sounds like. And, and, but in general music, no matter what genre it is, no matter what, I mean, it's, you're naturally going to follow those rules because it, it sounds good to your ear. Like yeah. it's, it's not really stuff that you got to be conscious of. Like if it sounds good to you, it's probably following those rules because when you break certain rules in, in music, it, it doesn't sound good. Okay. So. so there might be some truth to that, that whether you realize it or not, if you have something that sounds good, it is probably within a, a, a realm of what's music theory is. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and even like classical music uses a lot of the same chords and, and functions as Garth Brooks. I sure. don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, Garth is still using ones and fours and fives and, minor sixes and whatever but um yeah, yeah like they're it, it sounds good and even though there's all these rules it's just it yeah you don't need to think about the rules i guess okay there. that makes sense um can you listen to normal i mean not normal music like mod whatever just pop music country whatever else and appreciate it or, or i guess what's your relationship with classical music current music whatever it might be um i yeah i i like i try to appreciate all kinds of music um i uh i i i personally i i i've been really into the the older country um so i was like this year with with choir not being a like a class that we offered um uh well it was offered but um they they gave me a sixth grade music appreciation class so i was really did a unit on country music and I, I listened to a lot of like Hank Williams and um, Patsy Cline and stuff. And I, you know, I've heard those names before, but I never actually seriously listened to their music and, and Jimmy Rogers too. That's somebody that you should listen to. Hmm. But um, yeah. And I don't know, I, I don't always think like, okay, what chord is this? What, you know, I, I, I you know, there's, there's a certain depthness of, 
I guess, listening, you know, it, sometimes it's, sometimes I'm not listening at all really. And it's playing. And sometimes I'm trying to play along on the piano and figure out the chords and stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I guess I think you answered that question there, but part of what I'm curious about is when I'm listening to music, I, I don't have the ability to understand if there's flaws or understand the chord progression or anything like that. Uh, so I truly, I'm just listening to it. And I'm wondering, is there a point where it's difficult for you because you know so much to just listen, listen to music? No, I, I don't think it's, I, I think, uh, I don't know, even though like if you go to music school, even though you, you get a lot of music training, like something that's going to sound bad to me is it's still going to sound bad to you. Like sure. it's like, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think it gives you much of a, like a different ear, I guess it, I guess it, it does in a way, but at the same time, like, I, I think my taste is still in music is still as similar as any other person, I think. Okay. And do you, from a music perspective, okay, you're teaching students, you really, you really enjoy that, but is it a big, I mean, of course it's gotta be a big part of your life, but what I'm trying to gauge is like, is it something you you're on Saturday night at seven o'clock, you're thinking about music and you're reading this book on this or where, what's your, involvement level in that perspective well i think because i'm i it's my fifth year teaching and i'm still not like where i i guess i i i'm not at the point where i i like i just know exactly like what i want to do you know year after year like i'm still learning a lot and myself and and finding like i feel like i i do spend a lot of my weekends like looking for things different units to explore and different things to different songs to do with my kids. And, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still always, always thinking about what, what I want to add and, and, and do, but, um, yeah, I, but I, I think maybe in three or two or three years, I, I probably won't be as like, it, it won't always be, I won't always be thinking about like, what uh I, I think i'll have more more of a framework that i'll i'll be happy with and yeah okay and so this is a a good interview for me or a good test for me because most of my past interviews have been worlds that i'm fairly familiar with and and have a lot of past history with whereas this is none at all so these questions to you they might be really elementary or they might seem unusual but it's just a world that i'm not familiar with yeah no well um, hey i mean i i there's only one other music teacher in the school that I, you know, where I work and I I'm pretty used to talking with people that don't know music. So right. that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I appreciate your patience with that, but, um, <clears throat> getting into the teaching side of things, you said you've really enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. And did you know, so you went to school to be a teacher that for sure that was your end path. I mean, it was no doubt this is where you're going to end up or what are your, how did that progression work out? Yeah. I, um, I, I, once I, I got into the program, I, uh, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. And I wasn't sure what I, I, I knew I wanted to live in the UP, mm -hmm. right. I wanted to raise my family in the UP and I wanted to teach in the UP. So that's why I really tried to be as well-rounded as possible, taking all these different methods, classes, and making sure that I had a strong band, but also like vocal and, and, uh, background but then once i once i took my like elementary methods classes i was i i had a lot of fun with that and i i have to go to different elementary schools and observe their music teachers and that then i i kind of thought like i 
going into the program, I thought there's no way I would ever teach elementary music. Like I didn't think that it could be fun. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, now that once I took the classes and, um, I, I really enjoyed it and I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Like the elementary aspect of it, I guess. Okay. Why, why is that? What drew you into that? They're just so fired up all the time. Like, well, not all the time, but you know, there's kids are always excited and they're eager to try new things and, and learn new things. And, um, you know, it, it gets at the middle and high school level. Usually you're either doing like band or orchestra or choir and it, it gets a little too streamlined, I, I think. Um, and, and I, the kids that middle schoolers can be really fun and high schoolers too. Like everyone, every, like everyone's got their pros and cons, but I just mm-hmm. love the energy of, from little kids. Sure. And, and also do they not have a, a, a fear of messing up? So they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's this kind of fear of trying new things too. And I think in elementary school, you're, the, the kids are just so interested and, and willing to try everything. Like it's like, I've been really getting into ukuleles the past few years. And then I just got a set of like three quarter size electric guitars where they can put on headphones and, and practice that. And, and like kids are even, I, I had a student in there seven thirty this morning trying to you know work on guitar chords and stuff and it's hmm. it's been really neat to see that okay <clears throat> what about i'm picturing my music experience in uh, elementary school age i've got home videos of of me barely moving my mouth not moving <laughs> like just yeah. a, a closed in finlander kid whatever right uh-huh. do you have a lot of that and how do oh, you break through that yeah um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's typical calumet like yeah. that's still there um and but i i don't know i think just trying to yeah just expose the kids to different styles of music and um and we i i think like our our elementary music experience was very singing heavy which i'm still like we still talk a lot about singing and we still sing a lot but Mm -hmm. i really want to i want them to understand chords and and uh and just have that exposure to string instruments so then if if they decide that they want to maybe play guitar it's a lot easier for them um so I, yeah, sorry. I think yeah, I'm no, trailing off and no, no, but, no, you're doing good. I was just curious about, again, about the, the, oh, yeah, the kids to break out of their shell. Yeah. Like, yeah. so at the sixth grade music appreciation class, what we're doing is we study, we study a genre of music and then we learn a bunch of songs and we, we try playing that. And, um, I've got a, a group of boys that I think were a lot like you where they were, when I had them in elementary school, they, they barely saying mm-hmm. and i think i just got i got about five of them in this class that i don't know if they've ever been in the same class before but they they really feed off each other's energy and um and maybe we're doing the, like the country unit they really enjoyed that and and like they they really give it like they and and they're they're trying to learn different like they're trying to learn guitar and they're they're picking up like i got some smaller basses too and they're they're doing like a one five pattern on the bass and you know and they're yeah they they sing like some of the girls get a little mad because they're singing so loud too but (laughs) i think they they really just get really into it and it's it's neat to i don't know i think i i think just having the right recipe of of your friends and also doing the right kind of music can get that out of you i think and just 
just letting it letting it go and not worrying about what other people are going to think of you i guess hmm. <clears throat> you had mentioned earlier like the community aspect of band is that part of what you try to recreate as well uh what do you mean I, by that i guess yeah i i guess like i think it's like with with anything like uh you know i i think like if you're on a, a sports team you you got that that team kind of bond and uh you just get close with the people that you're that you're playing with and um yeah so i i think like in band i it's it was the same people that i was with all through you know middle school and into high school and then you you meet other other people in high school and it was just a real like it was the band is a real close-knit group and it still is like the high school band at kelly met like they're they're a close-knit group of kids hmm. and uh yeah that's that's the community aspect i think okay was that true of life at michigan state as well oh yeah yeah for sure um like the the men's glee club i was in there yeah we still keep in touch with each other and still talk on a almost daily basis like we have a group chat that everyone just will randomly post in and stuff and um yeah we did a lot of things together as a as a group and um there was definitely a close bond there and i think it's yeah just any any music ensemble is gonna have that i think sure sure but hearing you talk about the kids the the five boys that are getting after it and, and doing it i could see and again thinking about some of the instrumental side of things i could see how in your role and then that's also for the kids as well of like once you get into it and, and you're and you're getting after it and playing the instrument whatever else that it could be like infectious and fun and a break from calculus and or whatever you know what i mean uh, it feels like it's almost like another gym class to a sense right yeah and that's that's like I, and that's yeah something i i try to i i want it to be fun like that's the main thing is for any grade that i teach it's got to be fun and you got to be making music and and having fun with it but not you know if like there's there's times where like i have some kids that really don't like coming to music and mm -hmm. sometimes it's you know over sensory you know too much stimulation and sometimes it's like if i'm on a stretch where i'm i'm not having enough fun and we're just talking about different songs and and like if we're doing too much talking and learning about different music like because we, we do some music theory in elementary school and if it i i feel like if it's getting stale you know kids don't don't like that i guess but i right. yeah yeah because but if it's not on the flip side the kids just go wild. It's yeah. Zero oh, yeah. 100. You know yeah. What I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they like, I got these wireless mics that they all like, <laughs> they're like the beastie boys. They just, yeah. they're all, they, they come, they, they were crowding around the piano and like, just <laughs> because you're mine, I walked the line. You know, it's just, like they were, it's, <laughs> it's, it's something, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so again, a world that I, have no experience in but i can absolutely see where the infectious energy and the and the sense of a community and, and just the enjoyment of it would come from for yeah. sure yeah where where's your do you have like 20 year crystal ball type plans of where you hope to get to or bring your program to or anything like that well i yeah i um i'd like to do like like i said i got the i got a guitar center i guess you would call it so i have six six or seven well about eight three-quarter size guitars including my acoustic ones um and then i want to do the same thing with miniature basses too so that they understand because playing bass is, is really easy i th i think to to start out with at least and um and 
so yeah, the things that we're doing on ukulele really translate to that. And I, I want to kind of have these centers where um, the kids, you know, give them a chance to, to really go to their centers during music and, and, and progress how at their speed and how they want and, um, and have these different goals for each instrument of what I want them to be learning and kind of check them off for each student to see how to kind of track their progress. But that's where I'm trying to get to in the next couple of years with the elementary side. And, um, for choir, I, I, I just think that, you know, I, I just want more kids to join it in high school. And I, I think this is such a low, you, you don't need to know anything about music to sing in a choir. You sure. just got to be willing to sing. And, um, yeah. Okay. What about for you on a playing level? Like, do you join any local bands or do you plan on it or do anything like that where you can continue down that road? I've talked with a couple people, um, but nothing's ever really come out of it. Um, I, I'd like to start a band. Um, and I, I guess ideally I'd like to have a band where it's maybe like staff in the school where we, because uh, I, I got a couple students that are just incredible, incredible singers like hmm. that are in like one's fifth one's in the fifth grade one's in the sixth grade and when they sing by themselves it's just like like they got some really really powerful voices and uh and an interest in in music and I, i'd like to have a band that kind of backs them up like like i i got one student that's really into carrie underwood where we learn a couple of carrie underwood tunes and and let them let them sing and let them be heard and um but yeah it's 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 hard to find people that not only are want to that that play those instruments, but that your schedule's got to match up. I think it's, um, but yeah, that's I've been trying to get more into that, and I I've been singing, like I I sing at certain functions here and there, but uh, yeah, I I'd like to get more into the kind of just some sort of like country or some sort of cover band, like some somewhere down the road. Okay. And what would you, what would your involvement be? Would you be the singer? Do you think? I don't know. I, I, whatever need is needed. I, I'm pretty mediocre at any aspect of a, of a band, I guess, but it'd just be nice to play with people, but maybe, I don't know, maybe rhythm, guitar, or bass, and maybe sing a few songs, I guess, but. Okay. Is, is Wyatt Bame and Anthony Shepard still playing music at all? Oh yeah. They? Yep. They're, they're in the scene for sure. Okay. <laughs> They're, yeah, I, I haven't really collaborated with them, but I still keep in touch with them. And Okay. Um, but I'm just curious if there could be a cross crossroads there. But also Tia Swanson. Remember she would sing? Is she yeah. still a singer? Or what does I, she do? I haven't talked with Tia in a long time. I, I know she went to college for for music in, in Nashville, I think. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't talked with her, but that would be really neat to, yeah, I'd collaborate with them and we got a reunion coming up so yeah I, do we i didn't, I didn't oh yeah it's our 10-year reunion okay <laughs> coming up this this year <laughs> 10 years goes by quick eh? yeah. yeah that's crazy um <clears throat> that would be cool to see though to ha have you get into the cover band side of things just to, again i'm thinking along the lines of just the fun part of music right yeah so yeah now that i think of it like i know cody west is still playing a lot and Maybe, maybe that should be a part of our reunion is like having a band or something. And... Yeah. Put something <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, well, I lived in Dickinson, North Dakota uh -huh. for a while. And they had this thing that the town would put on where every 
I can't remember if it was Mondays or Wednesdays or, but one day a week, the city would have a band come in and play music, right? Cover music or, or sometimes they have some pretty legitimate bands. Like, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of these, these guys that we'd have there, but pretty well-known, but maybe 10 years ago, well-known type bands, uh, or so just some local bands, like it'd be a wide mix of it, but it was a really cool thing where the community would come out, check it out. There'd be vendors there, food, whatever else. Could you do something like that? Could you, uh, would you ever have an interest in spearheading that or initiating that? And all of a sudden it's whatever your name is, Matt Ryuta's cover band. Uh, uh, yeah. That wouldn't be the I, name, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Get no, I, I would love to have a group that uh, that just kind of went around and played. I, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to organize anything like that, but I'd, I'd like to, yeah, have a, some sort of a, I, I, I guess I'd be leaning towards the country or more folky stuff, but um, yeah. But I, I know there's a lot of great groups out there right now that are even in this area that, so I, I don't know what the demand is for <laughs> sure for a, a group, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely like to do that. Okay, and and I think I feel like if it's the, you're doing it for the right reasons, who cares what the demand is? Like yeah, you're just doing it to have fun. If yeah. one person so, comes listen, yeah, like for sure, yeah, just just a matter of getting schedules to line up with with people. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have necess- I wouldn't have realized unless I asked that question that 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 would be a world you'd be interested in because again part of me almost puts it or, or or perceives it as though you're more interested in classical music, jazz, stuff like that whereas you mentioned through some of your schoolwork and then now with that band that some of the interest is in again classical country music, right? Yeah, so and I I think that's with a lot of music teachers like you go into music school and you learn all this classical music and get really good at the trombone or whatever your instrument is and and then you you I, I feel like music schools need to do a better job of kind of broadening that you know um and and having more of that vernacular music side of like bass and, and guitar because I, I I took a guitar class but I still I didn't understand how a bass worked and how uh, you know just and, and sound equipment, especially like you, you would think that there'd be a class on, on sound technology and, and microphones and stuff that we, we deal with in the music world and, and for concerts and stuff, but really we, we had no preparation for. Hmm. So, so you, if you were to do any of that now, it's self-taught, it's not something yeah, that you Yeah. Had. So I, I've gotten like, and like, like you said, like audacity, like getting to know that, like you, you'd think that we would have had some sort of training in that because obviously you're going to do recording at some point for your your music groups and your students but yeah there's really nothing right right so do you have any advice for somebody else that would think about getting into the world that you're getting into the music world uh the music teaching world yeah just well i guess i i mean if you're interested in music just try to find a a used guitar or something or, or whatever whatever you want to do just try to find something maybe used or, or get lessons and, and just try it. Like uh, things, things can look really intimidating, but it's really like pretty, pretty basic, you know, just to, to start out with, with, with anything. Um, and then if you're thinking about going into music teaching, I, I don't know, just def- definitely try to get lessons and stuff and, and know, know the program that you're trying to get into. Cause it can be kind of, kind of a rocky, rocky road, I guess. <laughs> okay. Is it almost something where to really get into it, you have to have lived a life of it? Like, is it hard to be? I like, don't think so. I okay. I think like I got, I we we do a senior class play like at at Calumet, and uh, 
and we we did this elf the musical so and and it's only the seniors so i and i've been with the doing the drama club there for a few years now and um i had a lot of a lot of students that i didn't have in choir and i didn't have they weren't in band they weren't in in anything musical at calumet but they uh yeah they came out for that play and and boy they could sing i mean just phenomenal singers and i i know that those students they just got that the natural voice where they could they could audition and probably get into some pretty impressive music programs i think but they might have difficulty you know with with that music theory you know with the classes if if you've never and even at at michigan state there was a lot of a lot of the vocalists had a hard time with theory because they they didn't have an instrument where they could kind of think about the notes and stuff like I, I had a good piano and saxophone background so when we were talking about chords i would imagine myself playing them on the saxophone and i could do that in my head but vocalists don't really have that so but um yeah but you no, i i don't think you need to have lived a life of music and, and even for me in the vocal aspect i i was pretty novice at that and i it really had a good experience there so okay um, is this uh, one of my last questions that I've got? Is, and I'm just curious about, you know, music can like change your mood. It can give you goosebumps. It can really uplift you, whatever it is, or it can really fit a, a mood that you're in at that time. Do you learn yeah. any about any of that stuff at school? Like where that comes from, why music affects you and why it's so powerful? Not really, actually. That's a, that's a good question. I've no, and I think that's. I, I think that's, I guess, one of the neat and mysterious things about music is that I, I don't think you could really pinpoint why. I mean, I'm sure, I, I guess, we, we have the technology, and I'm sure there's studies of, of why that happens on, you know, what's going on in your brain when you when you feel that. But, yeah, I, I think it's, it comes down to a real personal level of, and your your past experiences when you listen to something how it how it makes you feel because listening to certain things for some people might not make other people feel that way too so i think it's it all boils down to to you i guess yeah for sure are you the type that if if a song is really hitting that you'll play it 50 times for two days straight or? oh yeah absolutely yeah i <laughs> sticks is sticks or come sail away by sticks is one of those songs for me in high school or that's that's all i had a cd with that I with very few songs in high school that I just had in my truck that I yeah. always I always listen to Come Sail Away and jam out to that. Yeah. But, and and Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond is another one of those songs for me. But Yeah. No, I'll, I'll annoy my wife when I for some reason when a song hits, I'll listen to it twenty times in a day for four days straight. Uh-huh. Or whatever. Like it's probably pretty normal, but for whatever reason, like you just can't get enough of it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Um it, any other aspects you want to touch base on with music, that whole world? I've got one more question, but any other aspects before I ask that closing question? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think I think we talked quite a bit about different uh, things, and yeah. Okay. Um, my closing question is: favorite memories from in Michigan State band, high school band. Favorite, like what a cool story, a favorite memory, whatever it might be, something unique that you got to experience through music or cool moments that you've had through those years well i i think uh 
probably one of the coolest experiences that I had with music was going on. So when I joined the men's glee club, we did go on a European tour and we got to sing in like Hungary and the Czech Republic and Slovakia and, and Austria. And like, we'd stop at these little towns and we'd, we just have concerts in their churches and stuff. And then they'd like feed us dinner and have different things for us after. And that was, that was really neat to just meet different people through there. And I, I, I guess I, I don't know. There's so many different memories that I have, like, you know, the, between like the Michigan State basketball and stuff and, and, uh, and that. And, but I, I think it, it all comes down to the, the things that I cherish the most are the connections that I've made and the, the people that I've met, I guess. Sure. Um, and that probably holds true, like you said, in whatever avenue of life you're in, right? Yeah. You yeah, actually you, realize it's the people that makes, makes what it makes it what it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just, yeah, I, I think no matter what avenue you take, you're going to meet people with the same interests as you and, and learn things from other people. And yeah. Yeah. And one more question. I said the last one last time, but one more question. Do you, again, because I'm curious because this is a world that's so foreign to me with people that have similar interests or, or that are like-minded, like, do you guys talk shop? Are you talking about the technicalities of instruments on when you're hanging out as friends on a weekend or something like that? Or what? sometimes like I, I got this friend that's, he's a, well, he's a pilot in the air force, but he, um, he, before he got a pilot slot, he was a, a pianist in their Air Force jazz band in Germany. And uh, he, I, I mean, he's the, the most brilliant musician I know probably, even mm. though he didn't go to, he didn't study music in college, but he got a minor in music, but he just came from a musical family. And I, that's just hanging out with him and like listening to music with him and how he analyzes music really um, kind of helped me, I guess, understand music and, and, kind of playing by ear and and those different chords that I'm hearing and um so I, yeah I, I think if if you're with if I'm with other musicians usually I'll yeah like you said talk shop and not not all the time but yeah like I think that's that's how you grow in your field is by meeting those people and yeah mm -hmm. yeah bouncing ideas and theories off each other and whatever hey yeah yeah well Matt really appreciate it Thanks yeah it was a lot in. of fun Logan yeah. thank you <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.